At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sattenberg back here. This is The Look Ahead here on VCNV Sports Betting Network. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's talk some Major League Baseball. We had some fun times here on Wednesday. The day started with the Tigers getting a win over the Pirates, and then a game that I didn't bet happens all the time. I have major FOMO when it comes to missing out on bets or not betting things. And uh, I just don't like leaving money on the board. You know, I, I don't want the book to have it. I want me to have it. Well, we talked about the Royals as a potential underdog play on the show last night against the Blue Jays. Right spot, avoiding the sweep, getaway, Brady Singer on the hill uh, against Kikuchi. And what happened? Royals jumped out ahead on Kikuchi early, and they win the game 8-4. to four. And so they get a nice little plus money price there, plus 125, plus 130. Good for them. Uh, Diamondbacks blank the Reds 7-0. Mike Miner, this was a complete fade of Mike Miner backing Merrill Kelly. Uh, The reason why we made this one of our plays up on vcin.com is, uh, you know, Merrill Kelly pitches great, allows one hit over six innings. And Mike Miner, since he's returned from injury, is just not quite there just yet. Now, uh, back-to-back starts where uh, he is getting tagged for some runs. Uh, the Mariners, whoo, they come back and, 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 and beat the Astros. This one was uh, one that we sweated out, but we cashed it. Logan Gilbert pitched well. Uh, and after the Mariners took a 3-1 uh, lead in the bottom of the third inning, I thought we were toast. But then in the top of the fourth, you had Cal Raleigh, the catcher with a homer, and then Ty France homers, and uh, the uh, Mariners win 6-3 to three over the Astros. Nice little underdog cash there. The Marlins and Nationals go to 10 innings, and this one just really upset me. Top play of the day was the Marlins laying a half a run in the first five innings, backing Sandy Alcantara, the best pitcher in Major League Baseball, who went nine scoreless innings in this game and picked up a no decision. This dude deserves better. Nine scoreless innings, zero walks, 
six strikeouts. He allows six hits, and uh, the Marlins get a 2-1 win in 10 innings as the uh, Nationals did score a run in the top of the 10th and the Marlins scoring two in the bottom of the 10th to win it. At one point, Sandy Alcantara, in after three innings, had 33 pitches thrown, and only three of them were balls. He threw 105 pitches in this game. 84 of them were strikes. He had just an incredible outing. The, the, the time of the innings, the pace of play, he was retiring the Nationals in two minutes. They were going one, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. It was just what an outing he had. Even when he gave up some base runners, he still responded with getting big outs, a bunch of ground ball outs. It was really, um, it was really something. Uh, the Marlins, meanwhile, though, did not come through for us in the first five innings. They had bases loaded with one out in the bottom of the first inning, and they go strikeout, strikeout. Then in the bottom of the second inning, they had um, a runner on base. They get nothing. Bottom of the third inning, runners on first and second with nobody out. Jesus Aguilar smokes a ball right to the shortstop. And that was just, that was indicative of how this day would go. That should have been, if it's to the left or to the right, it goes to the wall, it splits the outfielders, probably scores both runs, and it's an easy double for Aguilar, but he just, it went right to the shortstop. Boom. Leap, catch. Then they go pop out, strikeout. Bottom of the fifth inning, this is where I thought we were going to do it. Jazz Chisholm walks to lead off the inning. And how many times did we say lead off walks come around to score? How many X percentage of the time? He tries to steal second on the first pitch to Garrett Cooper and gets thrown out. So Marlins win 2-1 in extra innings. And uh, Sandy Alcantara, feel bad for the guy, but hey, it's his team won. He didn't get the win, but this dude is legit the best pitcher in Major League Baseball right now. And honestly, I don't know why Corbin Burns is still the favorite in the National League to win the Cy Young Award. Right now, you have... Corbin Burns at 5-1, to one, Sandy Alcantara at plus 550. Alcantara at plus 550 is the play. I just don't see it any other way. This dude is winning the National League Cy Young Award. The American League, well, it's, it's up for grabs. There's a bunch of players that can win that one. Uh, Rays beat the Cardinals 11-3. to three. Uh, Braves a 13-2 route of the A's. Guardians blanked the Rangers 4-0. The Twins snapped the Yankees' winning streak, and they get to Nestor Cortez, who sees his ERA increase from 1.5 to 1.96. They got to Cortez uh, early and often in this game. Almost a, you know, kind of a fluky spot there in the fourth inning. So this game is scoreless through the first uh, three and a half innings. Nestor's doing his job, and Chris Archer, who got the start for the uh, Twins, was doing his job. And then in the top of the fourth inning, 
uh, or excuse me, the bottom of the fourth inning after uh, Byron Buxton singles and Carlos Correa singles, Cortez gets Polanco to fly out. So at that point, it's first and second with one out. Gio Urshela hits a ball that, let's be honest, at Yankee Stadium, it's a home run, but stays in the ballpark. However, it, sh- it there's that weird, like, in Minnesota, it's a very weird uh, right field where it almost hangs over the, the field a little bit, the, the stands. And so Stanton's playing right field, and he can't make the play because the ball was to the wall. So the ball just drops in. Should have been a fly out. But instead, it becomes a uh, single that scores Byron Buxton. And then an infield single scores another run. From there, you know, you're just like, ah, this game is not meant to be. So tough luck there for Nestor Cortez. Uh, still ha- is having a ridiculous season. Uh, like I said, his ERA goes from 1.5 to 1.96. He's still pitching to a sub-2 ERA even after picking up this loss. Uh, Tony Gonsolin's undefeated. He is 7-0 this season, and his ERA now goes down to 1.58 after the Dodgers beat the White Sox 4-1. to Gonsolin is having such a great season. Six innings, three hits, one earned run. You just look at Gonsolin's game logs, six innings. I mentioned the one run here. This is his last start. Six innings, no runs. Before that, six innings, two runs. Before that, six innings, one. Six innings, two. Five innings, zero. Five innings, one. Six innings, zero. Like, he is just... You want to talk about a potential Cy Young contender. Right now... Gonsolin's odds to win the National League Cy Young, 45 to 1. Now, it probably changes tomorrow, but I don't think so. Yes, it is a very crowded field in the National League. I just got done singing the praises of Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins. His teammate, Pablo Lopez, still putting up ridiculous numbers. Joe Musgrove. In San Diego, having a tremendous year. But Tony Gonsolin, who is 7-0 this year, with a 1.58 ERA, is 45-1 to to win the National League Cy Young Award. Hey, the Philadelphia Phillies win again 10-0 over the Brewers. They've won six in a row since firing Joe Girardi. Literally, Rob Thompson's the best manager in Major League Baseball. <laughs> It's a joke, but seriously, they have not lost a game since firing Joe Girardi. Talked about the Red Sox beating the Angels, the Padres over the Mets, and then the Giants beat the Rockies in 10 innings by a 2-1 to one score. Alex Wood got the start for uh, San Francisco, pitched really well. Seven innings of one-run baseball, and the Giants just could not score off of Antonio Sanzatella, a guy who has actually had a rough season, but he goes six innings, allows just one run on six hits. So the Giants do get the win in extra innings. Coming up next, let's take a look at the board for Thursday. There is a few day game spots and the return 
of an ace after a long time away from a major league. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Bound. Will he pitch back to form? and have the impact his team hopes that he will have in his first start in, what, over a year? We'll talk about that picture coming up next. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Still got to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, the Rangers and the Lightning. So much more coming up. This is The Look Ahead on VCND. Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN contributor Jeff Siegel is coming off a winning Preakness pick, and now you can get a $25 free bet to follow him in Saturday's Belmont Stakes. All you have to do is sign up for First Bet, the preferred horse racing app of VSIN. Go to vsin.com slash horses for details on this exclusive offer for VSIN fans. That's vsin.com slash horses. Use the promo code LVBELMONT. And then join Jeff in rooting for his pick in the final race of this year's Triple Crown. The mile and a half at Belmont with less crowd because of UBS Arena. Scott Sadenberg here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. I, I was just thinking about something during the break as I was watching a video of Glaber Torres hugging uh, Gary Sanchez before the game. Uh, Gary Sanchez, the uh, catcher slash DH for the Minnesota Twins former longtime New York Yankee. I can't believe I didn't think about this, and I apologize. Gary Sanchez caught Nestor Cortez a bunch last season and probably was going up and down that clubhouse for the Twins, telling everybody what to expect when they saw Cortez. Sanchez didn't play, wasn't in the lineup. I don't know if he's dealing with injuries or whatever, but here's a guy who caught Nestor Cortez, and Cortez is not a pitcher that overpowers you at all. 
he's a guy that that is really learning how to pitch. He works the corners. He's very deceptive with his uh, motions. Sometimes he quick pitches you. Other times he hangs and holds his leg up in the air and then releases the pitch. <coughs> Excuse me. And then he drops down arm angles too. He'll come over the top. He'll come three quarters. He'll come sidearm. So I bet you Gary Sanchez was talking to his teammates saying, hey, this is what we got to expect from Cortez. When he drops down sidearm, it's going to be in a slider. When he releases it up high, it's going to be a fastball. I, I don't know. I, just, I don't know why I didn't think about that. It's probably something that had an effect. And you could tell because they were not, the, the Twins were not uh, surprised by it at all. Surprised by Nestor Cortez as they were able to uh, rough him up a bit. Better than anybody has so far this uh, season. I, I teased out before we went to break about the uh, pitcher that's returning. And it's Steven Strasburg. After missing over a year, Steven Strasburg's going to come off the IL, and he will start on Thursday for the Nationals. It's his season debut, and he um, last pitched June 1st, 2021, after undergoing surgery for thoracic outlet syndrome. Uh, Dave Martinez, the manager, said, quote, I'm not going to put any limitations on him. We'll see how far we can take him. We'll keep a close eye on him. Um, I'm just trying to think about what the effective effectiveness is going to be like for Strasburg. Um, the last pitcher that I could remember having the thoracic outlet syndrome is Matt Harvey. And Matt Harvey had the surgery. Um, hmm. He had his surgery on, I got to look this up, the exact date. First start was... He eight months after surgery. So this is for Strasburg, it's a year. And so Harvey made his return eight um eight months after. And this was she was March fourth of twenty seventeen. So if we look for uh Harvey on March fourth, we'll we'll see what he did on spring training and see how he looked. But then again, spring training, so the uh the, 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 it's not the same as pitching in a regular season game. I think it's very interesting that they're not having any limitations on him. Strasburg threw a rehab start on May 29th for Fredericksburg in low A ball. He uh, struck out six batters, walked one, and didn't allow a hit in five innings. In 2019, he had his best season. He was 18 and 6 with a 3.32 ERA, 251 strikeouts, led the National League in innings with 209. And he was the World Series MVP when the Nationals beat the Astros. So, what do we think? Strasburg making his season debut, the Marlins 
We'll throw Trevor Rogers to the hill. Marlins minus 140. Nationals plus 120. They say no limitations on him. But I don't know how long Martinez is going to let him go. I, I just don't. He looked good in low A ball. But that's low A ball. This is Major League Baseball. Very curious to see what Strasburg looks like. This, I mean, I don't know if I can bet this game, if I'm being honest. I'd like to say that you got to jump on the spot here and and um, and hope and say that, hey, I don't like backing this guy and I want to fade this guy in his first start. He's going to be shaky and he might have control issues. Or you look at it the other way around and you say Strasburg's back. He's elite. He's the ace of this staff. And if he pitches back to form, then yeah, getting him at a plus money price here is a gift. I think it's a wait and see. You got to see what this guy does before you can put any money on him. But that is one of the games I'm very intrigued by uh, on this slate for Thursday. So there's going to be, let's see, one, two, three, four, five day games tomorrow in Major League Baseball. The Diamondbacks and Reds are the first game of the day. The Cardinals and Rays, the Dodgers, White Sox. That one is a little bit early time here for the Dodgers. 11.10 a.m. Pacific time for the Dodgers. Obviously, it's uh, 2 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Phillies will take on the Brewers and Rockies and Giants. Those are your uh, day games for Thursday in Major League Baseball. For the Phillies and the Brewers, I know that the Phillies are just... So hot right now. So, so hot right now. And they haven't lost a game since they fired Joe Girardi. They've won six straight games. But this is the spot for Milwaukee. Milwaukee at home is trying to avoid a sweep. Before Philly gets out of town and flies home. But also Milwaukee flies out of town. And they head to D.C. to take on the Nationals. This is an interesting spot here. Getaway day for both. Sweep avoidance for one. Brewers will throw to the mound. The Cy Young favorite in Corbin Burns. And they are minus 170 against Zach Eflin and the Phillies. This is a Brewers spot. This is a Brewers spot. Pretty, pretty sure it's a Brewers spot. Uh, Dodgers and White Sox split the first two games, so there's nothing going on there. Uh, Same thing, Diamondbacks and Reds. Actually, the the Reds won the first two games of the series. Diamondbacks won the third game of the series. For me, this is backing Tyler Molly and fading Zach Davies. So probably going to be on the uh, Reds in this one. And um, looking at the Rockies and the Giants, I mean, the Rockies won the first game 5-3. Giants won this one 2-1. And it's Austin Gomber against uh, Logan Webb. And I'm curious what the line is. Haven't seen a line on this game just yet. 
If I double check, nope. Probably going to have to back Logan Webb here and the Giants. And, uh, oh, the Cardinals and the Rays. Forgot to mention them. Um, the Rays won the first two games of this series. See, this is a spot that, I mean, I want to back Shane McClanahan here. I really do. But Tampa, um, well, no, St. Louis is getting out of town. What's Tampa doing after this game? This is what I want to know. So Tampa won the first two games of this series, and then they will head to Minnesota. So getaway day for uh, both teams. You got Miles Michaelis and Shane McClanahan. This one's tough for me. Situation is anti-Rays, but the pitching spot is the Rays. Hmm. I'm going to have to think a little bit further on that. Obviously, handicap it once the game, uh, once tomorrow comes. Coming up next, let's talk a little hockey. Let's talk a little New York sports. Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, will join me coming up next right here on The Look Ahead. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Satterberg back here. That's the look ahead on VCN, the sports betting network. Joining us now, the host of the New York City cast presented by Bet Rivers for us here at VCN. He is Will Hill. You hit him up on Twitter at not the Will Hill. Will, let's talk about the uh, Eastern Conference Finals here with the Rangers hosting game five at Madison Square Garden. What do they have to do to hold serve on home ice and take a three games to two series lead? Yeah, I mean, you had to worry Sunday when they're up 2-0 in the series, they're up 2-0 in the game, and they had a chance to put them away. And it's just always dangerous when you have a, ch- a chance to put a team away, when you let them off the mat, especially a great a championship-level team like the Lightning, and you let it slip away. It's just always dangerous giving a team second life. Uh, so now they're in a dogfight. I mean, it's best out of three. They do have home ice, and, and look, I think they've won, what, seven in a row, a row in Madison Square Garden. So... You have that going for you. Uh, I really think tomorrow night's their season. I, I can't see them falling behind 3-2 and going into Tampa in, in that building and forcing a game seven. So uh, I think they got to play a lot better. I mean, last night was really – it was a no-show. I mean, uh, you know, t- Tampa w- really wasn't threatened the whole time. I mean, Tampa scored early, and once they got the second goal, you knew the game was over. And Vasilevsky was just – I mean, it's like a quarterback who isn't pressured, who isn't sacked, who isn't hit all game. I mean, Vasilevsky, I mean, basically could just play the game in a rocking chair. So the Rangers are going to have to play more, you know, put more pressure on him, uh, you know, create some power play opportunities. I think they'll probably get a friendlier whistle at home in the garden, you would think. So uh, I do think we're headed for a game seven, though. I, I picked Rangers in seven coming in. I bet Rangers in seven plus 650, and I got some futures on them. So I'm kind of torn, you know, rooting between, you know, I want the Rangers to win, but I prefer it to get to a game seven. So. I do think home ice probably holds up throughout when we're looking at Rangers in a game seven here. Well, in terms of then betting wise, you know, looking at the price here for game five and then looking at the series price, I almost think there's a correlation because if you think the Rangers are going to win this series, it it has to be with a win here in game five. Like you said, I don't think they lose this game at home and then win in Tampa, avoid elimination, and then win again in Game 7. I think they win here in Game 5. They'll lose in Tampa, come back for Game 7. So rather than go plus 105 on the Rangers in the Game 5 money line, I'll take the plus 145, plus 150 on the Rangers to win the series because that's essentially making the same bet. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think I think your uh, your head's in the game there, and I think you could even take it one step further. Hey, if you think they're winning the series, you could take the plus one forty five in the series, or you could just 
Uh, you know, I think we're what plus six fifty, plus seven hundred to win a championship, to win the Stanley Cup. Now they'd be obviously underdogs against Colorado, and Colorado uh, is pretty damn good. But uh, if you got a team that you think is going to be in the Cup Finals here, maybe just you know sprinkle a little on on them to win the whole thing. And how about the cons? My thoughts, you know, it, you can take the Rangers at the plus six hundred or whatever to win the Cup, or you can go with Shesterkin at eight to one right now to win the Conn Smythe Trophy. Yeah, that might not be a bad way to play it either. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that for sure. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody. I mean, as good as a playoff says Mika Zibanejad or Adam Fox has had, if they beat, if they win against Tampa and then go on to beat Colorado, it's going to be because of Shesterkin, and he's already been he's already been tremendous this postseason, uh, with the exception of the two games in Pittsburgh. But that was a that would seem like it was last year. Uh, so I think he gets the nod. And same thing for Tampa, by the way. You know, Vasilevsky's at plus eight fifty right now. Uh, I don't. I don't see anybody. Maybe Nikita Kucherov, but Andre Vasilevsky's going to win his second straight Conn Smythe Award if Tampa goes on to beat Colorado. Uh, I do have some Makar thirteen fourteen to one from I think first round of the playoffs. Would you say he's a pretty safe bet if Colorado wins it, or is it more wide open if Colorado wins? I think you can flip a coin him or McKinnon right now. Okay. I really, I really do. I think it's that close uh, between those two players, and the odds are indicative as well. And then who knows? Like if somebody else comes on and and has a tremendous Stanley Cup final for Colorado, it ain't going to be Darcy Kemper or Frankie and Net. It'll probably be McKinnon, McCarr. You could even throw Landis Gobb or or, or, or uh, uh, you know some Rantanen or somebody else in there. Um, but yeah, it's probably McCarr or McKinnon. Uh, let me get your thoughts on, on what's going on with the Mets here, Will. The the injury bug, everyone feared when it could come around with the batters, not so much the pitchers, because we already knew about DeGrom and Scherzer and McGill and whatnot. But Pete Alonso gets hit by the pitch. Marte's dealing with the groin or whatnot. This is, this is dangerous times, I fear, for the Mets before the All-Star break. I'm with you because not just the injuries and there's still no sign of Scherzer, DeGrom. I mean, DeGrom, boy, it's just uh, he's taking the long road back. And hopefully, you know what, you'd rather take a little longer and get him back and keep him back. I understand that. But no sign of DeGrom, no sign of Scherzer, at least in the next month or so. McGill sounds like he'll start this weekend against the Angels. But you look at the schedule coming up. It's not easy. It's a lot of Astros. It's a lot of, you know, they got the Brewers. You play the Angels this weekend, and you could say, hey, they lost 12 in a row, but you could look at it the other way and say, hey, they're, they're due to win a few games. That's a team with some good talent, although Trout might be hurt, so maybe that neutralizes some of the Mets injuries. But, yeah, it's a lot of Brewers, Angels, Astros. Uh, it's a tough schedule coming up, and Atlanta's finally put it together. I think we all figured they, they'd eventually make their charge, and, and they're making their run. They've won, I think, what, six in a row, something like that, seven in a row, finally a few games over 500. So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of hang on tight time if you're the Mets, but they've built up that cushion. I mean, look, you're still what seven, eight games up in the loss column on Atlanta, so uh, look, you don't you don't want to have a bad couple weeks here and have this be down to three or four. But they they were able to trade punches enough so far, at least. You know, they they went up to LA, lost the first two, and were down four one Saturday night. Rally back to win that game. Rally back again to win a great game on Sunday. They've split with the Padres so far, so they've held their own despite the injuries. I think they're in good shape. Uh, again, this you know they're not worth a, a play here at the division. I think they're minus four fifty to win a division. Most places, that's obviously not playable. If anything, if you've got some Mets, or if you have nothing and you want to, you know, you want to hedge if you've got some Mets, or even if you have nothing in pocket, maybe Atlanta plus three fifty four to one. It's not a terrible play. Uh, I know Philly has played well too, but they're like ten and a half back. That's that's a. 
I know there's a, a bunch of games left, but that's a big hill to climb, even though you know they're playing a little better. It's a good lineup. It's a good rotation, despite all the bullpen issues, the defense issues. Uh, making up 10.5 is really difficult. So if anyone's going to make a run, uh, it would certainly be Atlanta. Atlanta and the Mets have a lot of games head-to-head down the stretch here. If Alonzo misses an extended period of time, let's say he's out for a couple of weeks, uh, maybe even you know a month or so dealing with this this issue, does that crush his MVP candidacy, or does he he still have a chance if he comes back relatively soon and has a strong second half that he can win this award? Uh, a month would certainly put a dent in him, but I think we we knew the we, we got the X the X rays are negative, so now it's a matter of day to day and MRI. So I think he's avoided worst case scenario. Maybe he misses a couple games, but I think with the MRIs being negative, now he was in the dugout after he got hit last night, and that's not always a great indication. But it sounds like he avoided worst case scenario. So I, I would think they avoided disaster here with Alonzo Marte. I know they're waiting for an MRI, so. Uh, boy, this team goes through more MRIs. Usually in the past couple of years, it's been the Yankees with the MRIs every two days. But this year, it's been the Mets. But I do think with the Mets, they avoided worst-case scenario. As far as the Yankees are concerned, starting pitching has just been incredible. And it's amazing because the Yankees were a team over the past couple of years that was known for the elite bullpen. But now it's the starting pitching that's been tops in Major League Baseball. You look at the standings right now. They have a, a nice cushion over Toronto and Tampa. And I just I can't see the Yankees not winning this division. I don't know if they'll finish with the best record in Major League Baseball and continue this ridiculous tear that they're on. But I think they're safe as a lock to win the American League East. Would you agree? Yeah, they're in good shape again. You always have to caveat it with injuries. Judges actually been healthy the last year and a half, but if he goes down, I don't know. God forbid something happened to Cole. But you know what? I think you're in good shape here to win a division. Uh, they do have a 10-game stretch here with a lot of Blue Jays, a lot of Rays here. And I think it's like a week or so from now. Uh, if you get hot there and you play 7-3, and 8-2 and two again in, in those 10 games, I'm not sure if it's exactly 10 games, but you know what I mean. Uh, if they play well in that stretch, it's over. I mean, Tampa's not as good as they've been. They're always scrappy. Toronto's got the firepower, but I, I saw Ryu's hurt. Uh, Yankees with the cushion, with the pitching, should be in pretty good shape. I, I think you worry in the postseason about, about their offense being too feast or famine. You know, especially against a good right-handed pitching, they're very right-handed dominant with, you know, Lemayhu, Judge, Stanton, Torres. They could definitely use another bat. They haven't gotten much out of Gallo. Well, he's got nothing out of Gallo. He's got like nine RBIs. Hicks has been basically an automatic out. Uh, the catcher's situation is not great. Trevino's been okay, but Agashioka's OPS is like 400. The shortstop doesn't hit. So it's funny. You look at the record and you think, boy, this is like a perfect team. I've heard people make the 98 Yankee comparisons. This is not the 98 Yankees because if you remember with those teams, Brocious was hitting 300 bat ninth. This team is a little thin. They could definitely use a bat. They could definitely use a bullpen piece. I think you have to keep Holmes as the closer when Chapman gets back because that's the other thing. you got to keep Chapman away from big spots. He, you know, He's throwing bullpens now. He'll be back soon. He could sandbag. I mean, he could totally sink this team. He really could. He's just not the same pitcher, the velocity, the control. And that's going to be awkward to come back. And look, even if you keep him out of the ninth inning, he can hurt you in the seventh inning or the eighth inning just as much as the ninth, whether it's 3-2 mm-hmm. in the seventh, eighth, or ninth. So uh, Chapman's going to be a delicate issue. you got to either straighten him out or just keep him away from big spots here for the Yankees. We'll appreciate the time and the conversation as always, and we'll be listening to the CityCast. Scott, appreciate it, my man. Thanks for having me. There he is, Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Catch all the episodes. Go to vcin.com slash podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Scott Satterberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. 
This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VCND Sports Betting Network. And, and taking a little bit of a deeper dive here into Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Rangers and the Lightning. Uh, yeah, look, the home team has held serve in all of these games, right? The Rangers win the first two, and maybe some of it had to do with the long layoff for Tampa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tampa gets their legs underneath them and uh, they look great in games three and four. Um, But they do play well at home. I mean, that's just who they are. They're a good team. They're, they're one of the best teams. They're defending two-time Stanley Cup champions. Uh, at home this season, Tampa was 27-8-6 in the regular season. The Rangers 27-10-4 in the regular season um, at home. And, you know, looking at this game, I really, I, I have concerns for the Rangers just because of the way that they were outplayed in those two games. I have injury concerns for the Rangers as well. They were without Ryan Strom in the last game. He tried to give it a go before the game and just couldn't do it. Couldn't get it done. Skated, didn't happen. They also lost Philip Heedle during the game. And I'm concerned if either of them don't play. What does it mean for the Rangers? So the latest here is, um, I'll get to the latest on uh, Philip Heedle. Let's see. Um, come on, green up here. Andrew Cop, nothing. We got Gerard Gallant. Here we go. Um, hmm. <sighs> he said they won't have an update until when? Uh, until maybe game, the game day. 
He said that Philip he, uh, Ryan Strom, excuse me, was real close to playing game four. He was a late scratch due to that lower body injury. Philip Heedle went out after taking the hit from Victor Hedman. So it looks like Strom is more likely to play than Heedle. I'd honestly be surprised if both of them don't play. This is a very important game. Obviously, this is like the most pivotal game of this series. I think that if the Rangers lose this game, it'll be very difficult for them to win in Tampa. Although, as SMG uh, tweets at me, the Rangers are undefeated in, in elimination games these playoffs. I know that. How many times can you just keep you know, banking on that? That, oh, they're not going to lose an elimination game. They're not going to lose an elimination game. Eventually, you're going to lose an elimination game or else you're Stanley Cup champs. That's the only team that doesn't lose in elimination games. I think that if they lose both those players, it's a huge deal. I think that um, if they play without Heedle, the kid line suffers. Heedle's been great. But if they have Strom, their depth will be okay. Without both of them, you're losing two centers and the lines just get messed up, that's the one thing that scares me. But if both of them play, which I think they do, I like the Rangers in this spot. I think they're undervalued. They've played so well at home, and I think that they'll respond. They'll feed off the energy at Madison Square Garden, and... It's not like the, they're performing poorly. Tampa just played better. In game three especially, Tampa outplayed them severely. And Shesterkin was the only reason why that game was close. Um, and in, in game number four, they just didn't have many opportunities to do anything. If they score first, in this game, I don't think they'll have the same, I don't want to call it collapse, but the same type of loss that they suffered in game number three after taking the 2 nothing lead. I just can't see it happening if they take a lead again here in game number five. Ultimately, like I said with Will Hill, I think there's a correlated bet to make here. The Rangers right now in this game are plus 110. But the Rangers in the series are plus 140. If the Rangers win this game, I can't I don't see them losing back to back. I just don't. I think that if they win this game, sure they could lose in Tampa. And, and the series goes to seven where I give them the edge on home ice at the Garden in game seven. And they'll probably be a favorite in that game. Instead of betting on the Rangers at plus 110 to win this game, 
Take them plus 140 to win this series. Because I think it's more directly correlated to this game, them winning the series, than them losing this game and then winning the next two. That, I think, is going to be a difficult task. And if you're asking to set the odds, that's the underdog play. Those odds will be, yeah, they'll be significant underdogs in game six in Tampa, down three games to two. And then game seven, maybe it's an, an, an even spread. So if you want to talk about maybe doing a rollover, okay. But let's say you lose the bet here. So you lose one unit on game five. You win close to two. So now you're up one unit going into game number seven. And you bet that one unit to win 1.1, one. Or you can just bet one to win 1.4 right now on them to win the series. And yeah, if they lose this game, you're going to get a much bigger series price, obviously, because they're going to be heavy dogs down three games to two going to Tampa. But I think a win here in this game, which if you're betting this game anyway, you need them to win this game, you're better off betting on them to win the series. Take that plus 140 on them to win this series rather than the plus 110 to win just this game. That's how I feel about it. Now, if you want to say you can roll it over, if they win, okay, let's say if they win, so now you win your 1.1 units, and then you risk your 1.1 to as an underdog, so you can win your two, all right, you know, but then what happens when they lose? If they lose in Tampa? Well, now you're back down. To even. The only way you make more of a profit than the 1.4 is if the Rangers win game number five and game number six in Tampa. But I'm just going to lock in a better price on them to just win two of the next three games, starting with the game five win on Thursday night in Madison Square Garden. And then the total, I think it's directly correlated. Rangers and the under. This has been an under series. We've seen, we saw game one go over with the Rangers scoring. But since that, it's been under, under, under. And I think you're going to get the same here in game five. I think maybe if you like the lightning, you go over. But if you're on the Rangers like I am, you go under. So Rangers and the under it is for me. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Plenty more Major League Baseball to discuss. Got to go through more of the board coming up here for Thursday. Plus, we'll get into the golf coming up for this weekend. You got the RBC Canadian Open and the 54 Tour. That's what I'm calling it. I'm not calling it live. I'm calling it the 54 Tour uh, over in London getting underway as well. So, plenty of that to discuss with our very own Wes Reynolds, who will join me about 15 minutes or so from now. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 